This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Welcome. Today, we're going to dive into my POV my point of view in regards to mainstream medicine's influence on your healing. And more specifically, I want to dive into why natural whole body healing and holistic approaches are not the first line of defense for our healthcare system. I understand this is a huge and perhaps touchy subject, but this is my personal opinion based on being a mother of three being a military veteran, being a military spouse, a solo entrepreneur, and a functional nutritionist that is trying to empower women through education and advocacy for the truth about their bodies. I would love to hear your POV and opinions on this. So please reach out to me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist or join the discussion in my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation. Now let's get into it. If there are alternative medicines and natural treatments that really work and that are available to everybody, why don't we hear more about them? I'm not a conspiracy person, although I do admit I can fall pretty deep into the rabbit hole of certain true crime and innocence projects documentaries. But when it comes to westernized medicine versus natural healing, I start to see some patterns emerging. The relationship between our government and big pharma, which is the pharmaceutical corporations, is well documented. And quite frankly, it's not a secret. There are reciprocal benefits between the Food and Drug Administration, the drug manufacturers, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And this gives me great pause when I'm thinking about the best interests of the health and wellness recommendations for Americans. For more than 100 years, the Department of Agriculture has set the dietary guidelines to help Americans make healthy food choices for balanced weight, reduced chronic illness, and more preventative measures for diseases. Yet, Americans have long failed to actually carry out these recommendations in any category. So, for example, one category, 12.2% of American adults meet the daily fruit intake, and that number drops to 9% when it comes to vegetables. And of those 9% eating the recommended amount of vegetables, the majority of them come from potatoes, which are frozen or French fries, and tomatoes, which are canned used in pizzas and pasta sauces. Not only are Americans failing to eat enough daily produce, but they are also over-consuming in calories that are harmful to their health. On average, six ounces of grain are being consumed daily, 
and 86% of them are refined, which far exceeds the daily recommendations of a three ounce portion. By the way, if you hear the term refined grains, it refers to grains that have been milled. This is a process that removes the bran and germ. This is done to give the grains a finer texture and improve their shelf life, but it also removes dietary fiber, iron, and many B vitamins. So some examples of this would be white flour, corn grits, white bread, white rice. You get the idea. So when you hear whole grains are good for you and whole grains are bad for you, it depends if they've been milled. These numbers, by the way, are taken from the website, the USDA.gov and the CDC.gov. So if you want backup to what I'm saying, you can look for this stuff on their website. So why is it that the dietary recommendations are not being followed by Americans? Could it have something to do with the majority of government agriculture subsidy funding goes to corn, wheat, soy, and rice? Well, let me break this down for you. This is what I think. What's wrong with these foods? They're good, wholesome foods. Corn is a healthy food, wheat, soy. We get all confused about, I'm supposed to be eating this, I've been told I can't eat that. What is the re real deal? Well, let me give it to you this way. 99% of the corn grown in the United States is not that sweet, delicious cob corn that we eat on the 4th of July. It's called dent corn and it's used to feed livestock. It's used to be converted to ethanol or it's made into food additives that get put into almost every processed food item in grocery stores. These are the foods that are the majority of the standard American diet that regular average Americans are consuming. The processed foods are made from corn, not whole foods. It is easier and more palatable to eat processed foods over whole foods, we know this, we know there's a convenience factor, but this is a story for another day. Processed foods aren't just another topic altogether. It seems to me that the guidelines appear to have the health of Americans in mind, but really what it comes down to for me is money. We can always trace back decisions made by large governing bodies back to money. Now, let's get back to the alternative medicine and practices that support healing rather than spot treating symptoms. Why is it more attractive for a doctor to recommend medications to fix an issue than promoting healing from your body itself? So two reasons I came up with. The first one is convenience. Simply filling out a prescription, paying the copay, popping the pill into your mouth and melting away your problems seems like a pretty amazing fix. If you're not feeling well, and this is the solution you're given, it's pretty attractive. If you will feel better by taking this pill, I will take the pill, right? The second reason it's more attractive is time. We've been conditioned for quick turnaround times. We want instant gratification. And I get it. I also live in a world where I can order something online and have it on my front porch in less than two hours. Talk about instant gratification. We have access to instant updates of world news every minute of every day. 
we can text somebody in a different country and they can respond immediately. This type of technology is new. It's a relatively new concept for the world and we're growing to like it. So why can't we do that with our bodies? Well, let me break down these two attractive reasons. The first one was convenience. So the convenience of popping a pill generally doesn't solve the problem. Okay. It ignores the root cause of the ailment or the symptom that caused the imbalance in the first place. Take for example, a headache. I went to the doctor a few months ago with severe migraines. These migraines were so bad that the only relief I found was when I was vomiting from the pain and lying on the bathroom floor, the only relief. So I get all of the hype around migraines. And when I went to the doctor with this problem, instead of asking me questions about my diet, my hydration, my sleep, my medication history, stressors that I'm, I'm undergoing, I was given a prescription for the pain within about two minutes. And then I was sent on my way. Me being a much more investigative body researcher, I waited for the pain to pass. I waited till I could see clearly again and think clearly. And I started processing the reasons why my brain could possibly be experiencing this chemical imbalance causing this pain. And after getting functional testing, I was able to back up my suspicions. I discovered it was not a pain management issue. I didn't need to numb out the pain each month, every time I was getting a migraine. What I needed to do was uncover the reason my body was going through this. And I found out that it was a hormone imbalance. The chemicals in my brain were becoming imbalanced each month based on my menstrual cycle, and all of the things that were contributing to this liver detox and my sleep patterns, my hydration, all of these things contributed. And I was able to weave together a plan that would support balancing those chemicals in my brain rather than just muting them. So getting a quick fix generally ignores the root cause and it only temporarily pauses the issue at hand to be revisited again and again and again. The second problem with having this instant gratification is your body is a self-healing organism. By bypassing its natural self-repair process and handing all of your power over to the doctor, you might be ignoring the very thing that you need to heal. This is not a revolutionary idea, you guys. Your body is a self-healing organism. If we are to bypass the natural self-repair process and giving away that ability by taking a synthetic chemical or medication to numb it out, it actually thwarts the body's ability to do it itself. Let's talk for a moment about natural products. These have been used for centuries. And when I say natural products, I mean, I'm talking about herbs, right? I'm talking about things that grow from the earth, the actual properties of living organisms. They've been used for centuries all over the world. So why aren't doctors telling us about them? Why aren't we being prescribed these natural 
elements if they're so good, if they're so effective? And the answer that I've come up with is money, plain and simple. Take, for example, milk thistle extract. It's used all over Europe to treat poisonings and to protect the liver. And it's legal here, but it's not very widely known. This is because as a natural herb, there's no way to patent it. Without being able to exclude others from selling it, no company can afford to spend the millions it would take to get approved as a medicine in this country. A natural herb also can't be marketed heavily. Imagine if you're a large company and you spent millions to promote a medicinal herb. As soon as they got the public's attention, all the smaller companies could undercut them on price since they spent nothing on marketing and a plant product is usually the same no matter what the name is on the label. So no company wants to spend big money on an herb or a product that they don't have exclusive rights to. When a plant isn't approved as a natural treatment, there are no pharmaceutical reps out there that are educating doctors about it. This is how most doctors stay educated and updated on pharmaceutical research. Plus, they get a free lunch for their office every time pharmaceutical reps come to the office to pass out free samples. In addition, even if a doctor has read about the useful plant, he or she is more likely to face malpractice issues for an allergic reaction to an alternative medicine than from harming a patient with a standard and accepted medicinal treatment. Which do you think they're more likely to recommend? Ones that they're going to get kickbacks for, they're going to get paid to tell people, and they're less liable. Manufacturing companies face the same issues of liability. This is because the companies are limited in what they can say about these natural products. This is why you can pick up a supplement or an herb, and it cannot tell you what it specifically can be used for. This makes it really challenging to learn more about natural products, natural treatments, and, and whole body healing. We can learn all about treatments for diabetes and high cholesterol from commercials during the morning news, but not very often are we told about the benefits of milk thistle because it's not as profitable. It's not as sexy. There's no fun jingle that you can sing along to in the morning. It's not as attractive as a new fancy pill for blood sugar regulation. This kind of pisses me off. We're a society that is sacrificing natural healing practices by purposely not educating about holistic practices. And we're trading them in for big profits and instant gratification. And we now know that even if we were on board with the medication process in the United States, it doesn't get to the root problem. It's a broken, but not financially broke system. If you want to know more about alternative medicines and medical treatments, you have to look outside the mainstream for your information. You have to read and research articles that cover alternative practices, holistic health, and find practitioners that have education and experience with the use of medicinal herbs. And sometimes when it's safe, you even have to experiment a little bit on yourself. As a functional nutritionist, I'm continually learning more about my body and whole body healing and how it responds in the world that we live in and the toll that can be taken from prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Don't get me wrong. 
I fully support the use of medications when they are properly vetted, well-researched, and are necessary to jumpstart healing. The ever-changing chemical world around us has had profound changes inside our bodies, and we're doing exactly what they're designed to do, which is adapt. If you feel that you have questions about your healing journey and you want to reach out with questions about the show, please join my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or find me on Instagram. I'm so glad that I had this time with you this morning, and I hope you have a wonderful day. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.